This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about Tottenham's pre-season friendly win here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Tottenham Hotspur 5, Shakhtar Donetsk 1. Uh, of course, Harry Kane has just bagged four goals. Uh, of course, there is so much speculation on whether he will be a Spurs player come at the start of the Premier League season. Now, let me introduce my three very special guests today. Back with us, uh, we've got Richard Whitehead, MBE. Rich, how are you? Yeah, good. Always good after a win. Uh, yeah, everything's good. We've also got Spurs YouTuber Holly back with us. Holly, how are you? Yeah, no, I'm good. It's nice to see Angeville in full flow at home. So, yeah, no, it's good. I'm good, thank you. Now, for the very first time, we've got Dustin Lau, um, of course, a former ESPN star sports journalist all the way from Singapore. Uh, I very luckily met Dustin last week when I was in Singapore. Dustin, lovely to have you here. How are you? All right. How are you guys doing? Rich, let's start the show with you. Um, Tottenham Hotspur 5, Shakhtar Donetsk 1. We've got one pre-season friendly left on Tuesday, Barcelona away. What did you make of today's game? Um, yeah, it was good. The, um, the first half um, was a little bit slow. Um, and uh, I think some of the players are still tr- trying to adapt to positions. Um, I, felt, I felt found it... It's great to see Madders uh, really kind of exploding all over the field. Um, that was a that was a highlight. That's what I was watching out for, really. The impact that he, he could actually have on the game. Um, it's great to obviously get a win. But uh, more importantly, just some minutes um, under the belt, under the new manager, and getting some synergy between uh, some of the players. I think Harry and Madders worked really well today. And... Um, we had a little bit of width either either side, um, and uh, I just would like to see maybe Kulaseski uh, kind of pick up his form a little bit. Uh, for me, um, his confidence isn't isn't where it should be at the moment. Rich, you've got to be pleased though how attacking we've been in these three preseason games so far, because I think it's now over ninety shots in these three games. Particularly when you've been on this podcast, you know, for the last couple of years talking about. Uh, you know, games under Jose Mourinho, Antonio Conte. We've been very defensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course I'm happy with it. Yeah, of course I'm happy. Um, and also you can see the confidence that's coming out of the players. That the players are able to express themselves uh, on the ball um, and feel comfortable in those uh, really tricky situations within within the game. They don't feel pressurised. They feel, feel like they've got the managers backing um, around... Yeah, 30 shots again today is awesome. Um, I think today, with a better standard of opposition, they weren't fantastic, but better. It showed that um, players were very adventurous and 
really buying into the philosophy of the new manager, which is always always going to be great when his style of play is very attacking and also kind of players backing each other up in those 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 tricky positions as well. I think defensively, obviously we still um, saw some issues, but um, with the new uh, the, the new centre back. <laughs> we uh, we have some recruitment uh, in that back line for sure. Well, I can confirm today that Mickey Van der Ven was in the stadium. I did say a quick hello to him. A very very nice guy. A very firm handshake as well. Um, Holly, let's come to you. Um, your thoughts on today's game? Because as I said, said to Richard, there over ninety shots in the three preseason games so far. I know we're not going to get carried away, but it is certainly a different style of football to what we're used to. Oh, 100%. It's just so refreshing, like you say, the last two seasons where we've we've played a way that's defensively and then getting on the counter-attack to constantly pursuing to get goals is, is something that is obviously the Tottenham way and we haven't had it for so long. Um, I've always said with Ange, I feel like we have to bring the culture back and I feel like he's definitely doing that. Um, and then the football will come. Like we said, we've still got to address the back line, but as you said, Mr Mickey is, is in the house. So hopefully he will be able to reassure that that back line of obviously um, what happened today with, with that goal that went in. Um, but but yeah, I'm loving it. It's so nice to see other players coming into the forefront as well. I think Adoji today played amazingly. He had something different to the side. Even obviously when um, the likes of Kane came off and we saw the likes of Solomon come in, those kind of players are adding to things that we haven't really seen as well. We've never really had a a bench that can come on and make an impact, make a difference. Um, so no, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. And again, I think adding on to what Richard said with Madison, we've waited so long to see them make that link to Dustin, let's come to you. Of course, you were at the Singapore game against Lion City Sailors, where we won 5-1. Um, 5-1 again today against Shakhtar Donetsk. Ten goals in the in a, two games. Um, have you been impressed with Ange Postacoglu's style, the way that we're set up, and what did you make of it today? So I think that we know that the, he's always going to play an attacking style, but what I found very interesting was that uh, the underlapping fullbacks was a the theme. So I was seeing um, Royale very narrow and Udoji as well. They were both uh, cutting in a lot and providing a lot of space there for uh, players to play with each other. I think the other part that I found quite interesting was that there was a lot of trust between the teammates in terms of what they were doing defensively and offensively as well. So defensively, for example, like uh, an opponent would dribble and they would pass him over to the next zone and they wouldn't like... Uh, there was it was very seamless in the way that they trusted their teammate to just okay I'm passing it over to someone else's zone and they'll do that. I also noticed that they were stepping up a lot very aggressively to to pressure the players and I found it quite seamless the way other teammates were covering the the gaps that they were leaving when they pressed up. So that was the part that I found interesting about like uh you know you were concerned in Singapore about like the defensive work. But I think that the way that he does it is he presses so high and it's about the coordination behind the pressing so they don't leave gaps in behind. I think we saw a big improvement in this game compared to the last games when they were a lot more coordinated in the way that they were pressing and not leaving gaps in behind them. Madison was, was a great point as well. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry, I was going to say, I was going to save this question right to the end, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to go straight for it. Rich, is... Um, is Harry Kane stand at Spurs? <laughs> and I think somebody asked you that in the chat. <laughs> you need to answer it first, and then I'll answer it second. People have been asking me that all day here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and I tell you what, the way I feel right now, I don't think that he's going to be here next season. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Um, what do you think? Because everybody thinks you're employed by the club anyway, Chris, so you've got the insider. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, um, the, the situation is slightly different to the, the Man City situation, isn't it? I think, obviously, when when he was potentially going to City, he died on tools and he didn't. He, he looked a bit... Uh, he, he wasn't athletic going into that season. He wasn't really on it. His form had dipped. But at the moment, he's, like, he's kind of loving his football, clearly. Um, he's obviously close friends with with James Madison, and obviously you can, you can see the benefits of playing with a player such as him. Um, and also, he he can now stick in between the, the posts and score goals. So whether that will, will change his footballing decision, I don't know. But obviously, um, he's expressed that desire 
to to leave uh, clearly um and um maybe not in the press but obviously he has to his team um will he leave i hope not i hope, I hope he stays um sign a new contract or 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 go at the end of the season. I'd rather him be in the team. And obviously, you can see from today, um, how do you replace somebody like that and the goals in the team? It's it's the hardest thing to do in a, in a game of football, isn't it? Put it in the back of the net. And he's got the confidence. He's got the tools to be able to do that. And when he's, when he's in the kind of form that he showed, obviously, today, defences are, are, are going to be scared next season. So, yeah, I, I want him at Spurs, clearly. I definitely don't want him in another Premier League team, and I don't. I just don't see apart from picking up a trophy um, at Bayern against some of those useless teams in Germany. It's like, come on, just stay, stay at Spurs one more, one more season. <laughs> Holly, what are your thoughts? Will Harry Kane line up against Brentford next weekend for Tottenham? It's so difficult because I've been backward and forwards like a yo-yo the last couple of weeks. Is he staying? Is he going? What's he doing? I I think it's whether that mark will be reached, I think. And, and obviously none of us know 100%. But I'd like him to stay. I think today, I know it's only against Shakhtar, but the way we were playing, the way he was linking up with the likes of Madison, it's just like we finally got the person to unlock the door for Harry Kane to score more goals, more than what he's already done already. And it's like... It's just timing. Timing is horrendous. So I'm hoping that he stays and maybe if he wants to reevaluate his options, if Ball isn't working the way he wants it to, come in January, decide then or just go on a free. I think it's very difficult at the moment. I think we're in this, this transitional phase of moving from, I mean, we say all the time, obviously we go hard on players sometimes because they're not performing all the way we want them to. But then we've also got to sit back and think, hang on, these guys have gone through three different managers and now we've got someone that actually plays the Tottenham way. It's like now everybody's readjusting. So I'd like to say he stays. I think there's a very short time now. And if he does leave, I, I don't say that we're going to be in the mud, so to speak. But it's just going to be another thing that Andrew's going to have to deal with in terms of readjusting how the side plays. So I'm not too sure I'm going to sit on the fence like I normally do with the Kane situation. <laughs> <laughs> so it's me, and, me and you were a bit apprehensive about answering that. What about you, Dustin? What do you think? Um, from my perspective, I think that it really depends on what Bayern does between now and the start of the season. So I think that uh, what would have been quite good was that, you know, uh, getting four goals in the game, linking out Madison, like this gives him, uh, you know, an idea of what Ange Ball is going to be like. And I think that he's been probably frustrated over the last few managers where he's had to carry a lot of the can, where under Mourinho he had to actually become our Kevin De Bruyne he had to become the playmaker and then his supply of goals is actually coming from dropping deep creating the play and then running back in as a, a late arrival to the box because he was getting marked so tightly that that was the only way he was going to find space and then he's had to do you know, carry the team over the last season with 30 over goals so I think that with Madison now in play he's starting to see that he can get that kind of goal throughput, but not having to put in the work of like creating the, the play that creates the space for himself as well. So if Bayern comes with a good offer, then it depends on whether he takes it. I have a feeling that the more he plays in the system and the more he plays at Angeball, it might sway him the other way, but it's up to Bayern to actually meet the valuation. Bayern have done everything in, in a very uh, pretty disrespectful way, Except put in a bid that we can actually accept. Put in a bid that give us an offer we can't refuse. If you're not going to do that, then we're just going to keep giving Kane the kind of players that he wants to play with and maybe that will sway him. Bridge, let's come to you. The starting 11 today, Vicario in goal, the back four of Udogi, Romero, Davis, Royale, in midfield, Hoybier, Sara, Madison, and then the front three of Kulisewski, Son and Kane. Any surprise there for you? Not really. I, I think he, he likes Saad, doesn't he? He likes his energy. He likes his um, his ability on and off the ball. Um, I think he's obviously he's trialling different kind of combinations of players together, especially in that midfield. And like Dustin was saying, obviously, then encouraging those full-backs to get involved in midfield because... I know last season we there was there was so many games where we were getting overrun in, in midfield and I think it's really important, especially if we're wanting to play with that freedom and width uh, down the wings that 
those um, inverted fullbacks come in play and give our um, our wide players the room. Um, um, yeah, I think um, the the actual lineup was something that uh, there's a couple of obviously uh, he could have come in for the, that person or obviously some of the players have got little nicks. Obviously, Richarlison wasn't obviously on the team sheet today, um, but yeah, most of those players will probably start in that first game against Brentford. London Bellet not involved again, Rich. What do you make of that? Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lo Celso came on, didn't he, as well? So um, may, maybe that might be that door closed. I don't know. Um, I, I, I haven't got any insider information um, on him, so I don't know what the situation is. I think sometimes the man, manager needs to clarify um, if he's going to give that player a chance or if he's going to give a player such as, as him the opportunity to... Uh, apply his craft on the field of play. I'm not sure. Obviously, even get some of the weaker teams, he's not had any minutes. So, um, yeah, maybe that's uh, that's going to be a player that's um, going to be shipped out very soon. Do we know sorry, if that's an injury? Sorry, sorry, Duffy, Do we know if that's because he, he was he's been he's crocked, or is it because he's out of favour? Uh, because of the impression I got was Ndombele was injured. Well, let's come to you. On the, on the start 11, how far away do you think we are uh, from that that start 11 against Brentford? Mickey van der Ven, if that deal gets over the line in the next couple of days, do you think he will come in for Ben Davis? Uh, do you think Saar, Oybier, uh, obviously Madison will start against Brentford? How far away do you think that this team is away? I'd like to think not far. Obviously, we've got that one more game against Barcelona, so hopefully iron out all the creases um, before we start against Brentford. Um, the big one that everybody's been talking about is obviously Hoiberg starting today. I don't know whether that's just to see, like Richie said, to sort out combinations and things, because um, I think Basuma's been been different gravy um, slotting into that that kind of position. Um, so yeah, I don't think we're that far away. Obviously, we always talk about the defence, um, and Davies again was probably at fault for not for not jumping with his man and not marking him properly um, when the giant comes in there. Which, like you said, Chris, you've seen him today. So there's there's official evidence that he is in the building. So hopefully that's done. I mean, whether it's too soon to get into play against Barcelona, whether that's too much of a quick turnaround, I'm not too sure. Um, but I, that might do us some good, um, and especially with Vicario being able to play in front of those two. That that might be obviously Romero and, and VDV to obviously give him a bit more confidence to know who he's playing with. Um, so yeah, I don't think we're that far away. I think we've just kind of got to go slow and steady into what to expect this season. Because again, it's that transitional phase. Um, we've got all these players left, right and centre playing in different positions, playing in different combos. So I don't think we're that far away. No, I think we're, we're slowly getting there. It's been a long uh, transfer window, especially with the Harry Kane thing dragging on and obviously all these defenders dragging on that were linked with this one, linked with that one. Um, but I can see the end is in sight. So yeah, not too far away. Holly, are you feeling confident going into the new season with the transfer business that we've done so far? And you know, let me bring up the, the fact that we've only sold one player so far, Harry Winks. Are you surprised? Yes, I know. Um, obviously, as you know, Winksy was my man, um, but we replaced him with Madison, so I don't really care anymore. Um, so that bit of business was nice. Um, but yeah, I think defensively, I think we've all just been a bit uh, aggravated, sorry, in the sense that we all knew halfway through the season last season that we needed to sort out this centre-back situation and what we've got less than a week till, till the new season starts. And we're still technically, if you don't count BDB, still that centre-back down. And we all wanted ideally two. Um, and obviously, we've got Ashley Phillips in, but I think everybody knows that that's one for the future. He's not going to be that guy that's going to make an instant impact um so yeah i'm a little frustrated but again it's it's tottenham and with tottenham it never surprises me anymore that we leave everything kind of to the last minute but in regards to madison we've wanted someone to unlock like we said about kane up front and, and that creativeness so in that kind of respect i'm happy that's happened but yeah we, we still need to sort that that defense out Justin, let's come to you on that exact point about the defence. Your doggy, Romero, Davis and Royale started uh, today's game. Of course, we expect Mickey van der Ven, uh, the deal to get over the line in the next couple of days. When that happens, um, surely he's going to replace Ben Davis. How is that defence looking for you? How confident in that defence will you be going forward? So I think that once we have Van der Ven in, he's like six foot four. So I think that a lot of the aerial problems will probably be resolved. 
uh, because Romero isn't great in the air either. I think what's interesting is that he's six foot four, but he's also rapid, and I think that uh, that's a big part of the reason that he's been highlighted as one of the main options to come in. Because if you're going to play such a high line and you don't have recovery pace, one thing about Kyle Walker was that he was always pretty reckless and he had like, poor reading of the game early on, but he had the recovery pace that would you know get him out of jail a lot of times. So I think that we've all seen that clip of Van der Ven like making that 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 uh, last minute run when he was at Wolfsburg so he has the recovery pace and I think that the question I have is what happens to Poro because Poro is the the signing that we've made or the the renewal that we've made that doesn't seem to fit the system and I'm wondering what's going to happen there but yeah uh, overall I think that uh, it's a better def defensive display I think with Vicario, there's some concern about the number of goals that he's conceded. But um, I would say that a lot of it has been, you know, the centre-back issue. Today's goal was the centre-back issue all over again. And when uh, he was 1-1, one -one, he did make a pretty good decision to hold off because by the time he, uh, early on in the half, by the time the guy came down the flank and he made the block, there were already defenders coming behind him. So he's a little passive in the sense that he doesn't sweep and he doesn't make go up and rush up the way Loris does. But I think that he's also allowing defenders to come and back him up behind once he's one-on-one -on -one with, with the Shakhtar players. Dustin, what more do you think that Spurs need to do in this transfer window? Because I know when I've spoke to you before, you're, you're concerned also about there's only one player gone out the door, Harry Winks. Uh, I think Spurs really do need to work on the uh, on the outgoings uh, in this transfer window. But what else do Spurs need to bring in, in your opinion, to take us to that next level and really give Potokoglu the uh, the chance to, you know, create, you know, something special here? Um, I think that we are still lacking a link player in midfield. We have we have we have a number of players that can do it, but right now we have Madison that does that. Uh, as an attacking midfielder, we have Basuma that does a bit of the link play. We don't really have a deep player that can transition the ball for us, uh, provide options for the centre-backs to move it. I think that if Tapsoba comes in, Tapsoba becomes that, that centre-back that can actually comfortably transition the ball up as a ball carrier, and that would probably resolve the issue. Rich, what do you make of... Um... Vicario's performance today, and what have you made of him in the uh, in the time that we've seen him play so far in a Spurs shirt? I, yeah, I think you uh, you need to give any player um, time to adjust. Um, I think he's, he's I, we, we talked about leadership, didn't we? Well, I want to see more of that from him for for sure. Um, that's what, especially last season, we really did lack. Um, across that like back line um across the team really um so he needs to be more of that you want to see him obviously more dominant uh in the box i think for me um it, it, it he's new to the league um you want you want to you want to see him dominate the ball in those in those aerial battles for sure um yeah I, I, to be honest i would say um Judge him after the first six to seven games. Um, give him, give him that chance with with better um, uh, defensive options in front of him uh, that he can obviously build that relationship with. I, th I think when you've when you've got Ben Davis in front of you in that centre back role, I think um, like I said to you before, if he's you seven out of ten normal player, it, it, it doesn't offer doesn't offer a great deal of um, confidence. Um, Especially with a really fast attacking player, Ben Davis gets caught caught on his toes a lot. So I think um, vulnerability as a goalkeeper uh, can be shown with obviously players like that. So hopefully, with the new reinforcements that come in, we can um, we can give the the, the keeper uh, a lot more um, opportunity and confidence to uh, to have those uh, clean sheets. Holly, before we get into the game instance, I just want your opinion on the um, the quality of opposition that Spurs have faced so far in pre-season. West Ham, Lion City Sailors and Shakhtar Donetsk today. Of course, two 5-1 wins today and uh, in Singapore. Um, is it a good enough test for Spurs so far in this pre-season? I know we're going to probably get a good test against Barcelona, uh, depending on what team they put out on Tuesday, but 
have you been, you know, what have you made of pre-season so far with the opposition that we've played? It's just not been great. Obviously, booking something in a monsoon season, um, the weather obviously hasn't played a great part in that. We've obviously lost uh, one game to that. So it wasn't best pre-planning um, and it is annoying. Another thing going back to obviously not getting those centre-backs over the line, Vicario could have had in, in those players embedded in front of him already. That could have been good practice for him for the, for the season coming up. Um, I just think it's, it's unfortunate and the fact that we never pre well we're never proactive in the sense of let's get this ready sorted and done to begin with before we actually crack on and do things because I think it just hinders obviously what Andy's trying to do it kind of puts us back a little bit but I think now that we're getting into our rhythm now that we've played obviously Shakhtar today the fact that we saw Ange play that 11 and we didn't make changes till late on in the game kind of tells me that we're gearing up for the season so I think like you said Barcelona will be the big test but I think this one and maybe Obviously, the one coming up against Barca is the two that I've really honed in on in the fact that, right, now I want to see some results starting happen. And luckily, they are. So, yeah, maybe next season, even if we go and do what the likes of, um, was it Chelsea that went to America and did the American tour? They were playing opposition that we would come against in the Premier League. Yes, OK, probably don't play the same start at 11 that we play in the Premier League all the time, but it, it's good fitness against good opposition. Um, and I think we have kind of lacked that slightly in this preseason. Justin, I want to come to you on the same point. Um, are you worried that Spurs have only played three pre-season friendlies so far a week before the season starts? Because other Premier League clubs have played five, six, seven games, given uh, you know big chances to a number of their squad. Um, and Foster Coglu, uh, in the previous two games, um, you know before today, has changed the team fully at, uh, at 45 minutes. Didn't do that today. So, what do you think he will do on Tuesday regarding uh, the the lineup? I think with uh, Tuesday's lineup, you might see a slightly more experimental lineup. I think that uh, he's probably gone with this game to try to solidify some of the ideas that he's had. And then he's probably going to try different ideas with Barcelona. Um, I suspect that he's waited to play Champions League opposition to, you know, put in... Because the previous games were against teams that were significantly weaker. Um, so he probably just you know put in the full changes and it was more of like getting people up to speed from a fitness perspective. In fact, we saw Sun and Kane quite leggy in those games because they had come back late. So I think that this is the first game that he's felt they've all uh, reached a minimum level of fitness where you can actually start putting them in and trying out your tactical ideas because you don't have a player that's so far behind in fitness that it doesn't match up to the rest of the squad. So I think that we're going to see things that are closer to game states where they aren't changing 11 players every half but what you might see is a little experimentation due to the Barcelona game because he's got an idea of who his first 11 is he may have learned some things from this game and he might tweak a couple of things throw in a few different players um, Hoybier is one example that played in this game we don't even know he's going to be here he's probably off his, on his way to Atleti I think he fits uh, you know Simeone's style a lot better so um, I suspect we'll see changes there and in Barcelona we'll see a slightly different squad with maybe different adaptations that he's going to make for a different kind of team because Shakhtar's style will be different from Barcelona's style and I think that the style he'll play against Barcelona will be similar to the style that he would play against the top six teams, against the Brightons and Brentfords who will try to press us. Whereas Shakhtar, he would probably be playing it against the teams that are more like mid-table, uh, the kind that would have a lower block against us, the kind we expect to have a lot of possession against. With Barcelona, you expect less possession, you expect to be pressed a lot more, and you might play a slightly different style to accommodate that. Justin, with the way that Ange Postacoglu sets up, how many clean sheets do you think we'll keep in the Premier League next season? So, I think that really depends on the style of team that you're playing. So, uh, the example I had was basically we have the top six and then we have the teams that will press us. Um, I don't think we're going to keep many clean sheets against them, but I think that even when we played with ultra-defensive managers, after they broke us down, once they, once we they let in, we let in a goal, we, was, we were stuffed because we were already in a game state that was difficult to win in. You let in a goal against those teams, you just uh, you open up more holes trying to chase the game. I think where we suffered a lot last season was teams that we should be beating and we still played in the same defensive way. Whenever a attack didn't look out, we, the ball would go back to Loris and we would reset the play. And what happened was that we were unable to break a lot of teams down. We dropped a lot of points uh, you know, where we would draw or we would like concede a late goal and we would lose points to mid-table or teams lower in the table. We lost to teams that were relegated a couple of times as well. 
right? So I think that with Ange, we would make more points against the teams we should be beating. We may not um, do as well against the top six. It might be a toss-up. But at least we would actually uh, get a better points yield against the mid-table and uh, lower league team, uh, lower, lower half of the table team. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Rich, let's come to you. I've lost count of how many times you've come on this show and we've started off by saying that we've started off really poorly conceding goals. Um, of course, today we started off very well. Harry Kane had a shot, good save, uh, followed up. Um, and then Saar shot at the goalkeeper. After eight minutes, Son into Kane shot at the goalkeeper. Vicario then made a save after 15 minutes. Um, 20 minutes gone, Kulisewski forced a good save from the goalkeeper. Uh, we had another chance three minutes later where Udogi um, crossed and uh, there was no one there to uh, to tap home. Saar had a good shot, saved after 28 minutes. And then Spurs went 1-0 up uh, from the penalty spot. Harry Kane, of course, uh, Madison was fouled. Um, what have you made of the starts? Because it is very, very different under Foster Coglu to what we were used to last season under Antonio Conte. Yeah, a lot, lot more energy. A lot more energy, a lot more uh, intent, I would say, from last year. Um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't understand. Like Every team knew how we were going to play and they literally um, made us make mistakes and pressed us high and we weren't pressing the ball and... It was just so poor to watch, but also the confidence of the players was on the floor because we all knew what was going to happen. So this year to have a completely different uh, way of playing um, with players that seem to be enjoying their um, their teammates' play as well as their own and developing play a lot quicker. Um, it, it seems the players are... Uh, interchanging positions, uh, moving the ball through the transitions from from back to front a lot better, and also I, I feel like the crowd like today I think the the crowd seemed to really um, kind of respond to that play. Um, so it's it's a lot better. Um, and even going back to the question around um, clean sheets, I think uh, you might find when the system's like cemented in that we're going to have those clean sheets because um, it can't always be like gunning forwards. We we need to, especially away from home. I I think um, when we play away from home, this is a problem last year. I think we played very similar uh, styles of play home and away. And um, I think it will be slightly different this year where we'll be attacking, uh, we'll be on the front foot. But away from home, this is where they obviously... Um, Angie's is trying certain ways of playing with, with the inverted uh, fullbacks, but also um, how he manages the ball better. Uh, and hopefully, we can do that away from home because we lost so many points last season from not managing the ball appropriately. Holly, Roy writes here. I like the way Ange Postecoglou set up the team, and I'm so pleased to see attacking football again. I also believe that Madison has more to his game than Ericsson. That is a big statement. But what have you made of? Uh, James Madison in the Spurs shirt so far. Like I said, I think it's it's taken a little while for him to to kind of show his full potential. Obviously, again, we were playing teams that obviously weren't to the level that we potentially needed them to be. So I can kind of let it slide. And again, he's coming into a new team. He's playing with new players. Um, with players that obviously have had this different um, style of play for so long. For him coming in 
and then uh, gelling with everyone. It was going to take a little while, but today, oh my words, that man, literally, the link-up play was incredible. It was so nice to see him link with Son. Then you could see him linking with the midfield. Then you could see him linking with Kane. Like, it was just amazing to see. And I think it is, like I keep saying, the, the missing link we've needed for so long. Um, and I'm so glad that he's managed to hit the ground running right at the right time. He just adds that bit of flair. Um, we always talk about Spurs need a bit of swagger. And I think he's the player that has that. Um, and the way as well in the box when he managed to, like, use his skills to get through. Um, unfortunately, he obviously couldn't get his target, uh, his shot on target. But there's just something about him that he can move the ball forward. He can have a shot from anywhere he pleases. It's just, if we talk about, obviously, we don't want Kane to leave. But if he does go, at least we've got someone that can score a goal that isn't a striker, if that makes sense. We, we've got goals coming from different parts of the pitch this season, which I'm really looking forward to. So, yeah, maybe comparing him to Ericsson right now is a little bit too soon, um, but I'm sure he's going to he's gonna deep into the game a lot more and embed himself. Polly, of course, we all want entertaining football, which we haven't had here at Southern Hospital Stadium for some time under various different managers. But do you think Foster Coglu can sometimes or will sometimes go too attacking uh, where I could probably name a number of incidents in today's game and certainly the West Ham game um, a couple of weeks ago where we were wide open at the back. Mm. I think that's also, though, in, in our defence, obviously we talk about how our defence isn't really any different to what it was previously. I'm not saying VDV comes in and absolutely changes. We're an absolute rock at the back. But I think we're all still trying to learn. And I think all of our Spurs fans just need to be a little bit patient. And that is quite funny because we're always patient at the minute waiting for a trophy. But I think because we're heading in the right direction... I can be a little bit more patient. And I think, yes, we are going to potentially maybe get beat a few times and we're not going to like it. Um, but I also think we're going to have some great games this season. And I think if we keep with it, I think Angie's going to bring this club back to where it potentially needs to be. we just got to hang in there. Um, but yeah, at points, I was pacing up and down. and I was like, oh my word, I can't be doing this all season. But I think it might turn into that. But yeah, I think as the, as the seasons go on, if he is going to be our project manager, I think we'll be all right. That's it. Let's come to you, of course, just before half-time. Shakhtar Donetsk equalised. Do you want to talk us through the goal? Who is at fault? Uh, clearly, Ben Davies. I think that Kulusevski also... Um, I, I, one thing that I was a bit concerned about from a defensive perspective was that uh, Shakhtar would allow the space to cross. And it's an observation that I've had, which is uh, they edge packs the team in the centre, so you're not getting through balls. But he's happy to let, like, what he does sacrifice is he sacrifices space on flanks. And where we suffer is that if there's space on flanks and they've got time to pick across, uh, you are relying on dominance in the air. And Ben Davies and Romero are not very dominant players, aerially speaking. So we need centre-backs that are aerially dominant if we're going to allow the flanks to have that kind of space. I think that the fault to, in today's goal was uh, Kulu stepping off the cross and allowing the cross to, to swing it in the first place and Ben Davies completely losing the man. Uh, I can't fault Vicario for that, that. There was nothing that he could have done. Dustin, do you want to talk us through um, the Harry Kane goal? Of course, we went 2-1 up after 48 minutes. Um, Madison's cross, Harry Kane does what Harry Kane does best, headed home. Um, it just seems like if Harry Kane does leave Spurs, what terrible timing. You bring someone like James Madison in. We've been waiting all this time to replace Christian Eriksen. Madison comes in. We really don't want Harry Kane leaving, obviously. But this this could be a fantastic partnership if Kane stays, couldn't it? Absolutely. Uh, to pick up on what Holly is saying about Madison, like uh, she, she uh, you know, someone was comparing Madison to Eriksen. I'm about to do something worse. I'm comparing him to, to Modric. Because like the outside of the foot passes down the flanks, that that is shades of Modric, and uh, the the part when he was inside the box and he had that close control, like squirming away from three players, that was Mora's second goal against Ajax. Uh, there there are a couple of things that Madison is doing that are very interesting, but I think the most important thing he's doing is that he's a credible threat from long distance. The part of the problem we've always had is that our only credible threats from long distance are Kane and Son. But most of the time, they're in the box. So when it goes to someone outside, like a Sissoko or a Skip, defenders aren't going to push up because they're like, go ahead, shoot. You're the kind of person I want shooting. And what happens is that your strikers don't have any space. Now that you have Madison there, who's actually a legitimate threat from long range, the defenders are going to have to push up. That will create spaces for him to pass into. So I think that it's been, it's really important that we have a long-distance threat that isn't a striker because that will create more separation and spaces for our strikers to exploit. 
Bruce, just come to you. Three minutes later, after going 2-1 up, um, Shakhtar Donetsk had a glorious chance. Two players waiting at the back post. Luckily, they missed it. And I'm sorry to keep going on about the defensive side of things, but this does worry me slightly. I know we can score goals. I know, I know it's entertaining football, but the defensive side does worry me slightly the way that we set up. Um, if we were playing a side today like Man City, Manchester United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, they would have punished us, wouldn't they? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's um, it's a side of of those bad um, bad habits that we had from last season, um, and we definitely need to change the philosophy around how we defend, um, and we need to defend as a team. Like we all know that it's your, your first line of of um, defense is attack, and you need to get your your attacking players to press. Press the ball like Dustin was saying around uh, around pressing the cross, which is really important. So try and nullify the 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 attacking threat as early as possible. And I think today, because of the the actual standard of the the team we were playing, there was instances where I was like going, actually, get out to him quicker. Let's have some have some more um, have some more uh, press on the actual play, uh, force it a little bit more. But uh, that that will come. I, I think we've we're a little bit underwhelmed with the with the the standard of opposition that we've had over the last couple of weeks with our preseason, which might take us a couple of games into the actual regular season to get up to speed, uh, which will be a little bit frustrating. Frustrating, but um, we need to be very patient with with this manager. He's he's sat out his stall how he wants to play. Um, there's, there's clearly players he likes. There's, there's clearly a lot of players that still need to go out. Um, and I'm, I'm sure a transfer deadline day will be busy with us trying to get players out the door. Um, and and hopefully some other, some other uh, recruits come into that back line as well. Obviously, we've, we've, we've got that, that new centre-back that we all wanted. But um, I think we still need one or two players around that, that, that back line area just to make sure, obviously... The season's a long season. Yes, we haven't got any uh, European football, but uh, we know what's happened to Benzema, don't we, and the amount of time he's had out. Um, so we need to make sure that uh, we go into the season with, with as many uh, weapons as possible. I'll tell you one, uh, one thing I really noticed today. Um, what a difference. Antonio Conte used to be running up and down the touchline, shouting and uh, directing the team. And Postacoglu is such a calming influence on the touchline there, um, constantly telling the players to play the ball forward. You can really hear the words because I was just behind the dugout. Um, he did get annoyed a couple of times when Spurs didn't put crosses in um, and play the ball through. Um, but, Ollie, let's come to you. In the 53rd minute, Kulusevski put a wonderful ball through to Harry Kane. Uh, of course, secured his hat-trick, making it 3-1. What do mm-hmm. you make of Kulusevski today? I think it's a bit difficult. I think we've... <sighs> I say he's not up to the standard that I think he thinks he should be. I think that he's still got a little bit of work to get to his full self. I know Richard's mentioned earlier that obviously he's obviously lacking in confidence um, because there's a few decisions that I'm like, should you really have done that? Should you have taken that extra touch? Could you have whipped the ball in first time? So I think he's a little bit rusty, but hey, we keep saying this. We're saying that these players are being mismatched here. There, This is the first game we've seen today where Andrew's stuck with that same 11 for a long period of time. So I think we're still with him. It's that it's a confidence and I think that will come. We've all seen uh, what the ginger from Sweden can do and I think he hasn't lost that. It will come back. I think we all kind of forget that these players are human as well. Um, they're not robots. They're not going to perform their best all the time. I just think, like everyone, we just need to run a game. So maybe he is a player that's going to feed off of those runner games rather than playing weaker opposition because they're like, oh, it's OK. We can we can doddle through this sort of thing. So I think it will come. Um, like I said, I think when you mentioned about Ange as well, the fact that he's so calm on the pitch, like we're so not used to that. Um, don't get me wrong, I love a bit of animation, but I can I can sense that what Ange is doing is brilliant. And I also remember that Ange is probably thinking in his head, this is pre-season. I'm not going to get too ahead of myself. I want the boys to do their thing. And then we can tackle the rest when the season starts. So, yeah, I think Kulu will become good again. I think we just need to give him a little bit of time. Like like everybody else, like we talk about Vicario, lots of people ripping into him, hair left, right and centre. I think we just need to give people time. Dustin, let's come to you. In the 57th minute, Kulusevski had an effort saved by the goalkeeper. Two minutes later, a good move involving Madison and Son. Uh, Udogi shot over the bar. Um, is um, Destiny Udogi our best left-back at the club right now, do you think? 
Well, if you set that in the context of our other left backs being Sassignon and I, I, I think that we we aren't um, blessed with left backs at the moment. Uh, it's fair to say. Uh, He's probably our best left back at the moment, but he's also providing a lot of attacking intent. And I think that what's interesting is the amount of uh, confidence that players have on the ball in, in, under the Ange system. It's it part of it is confidence in the in the face of failure, right? Because um, one of the like interviews that Ange talks about, he talks about a keeper that you know kind of uh, messed up a, a messed up the ball. And then he still had the confidence to continue playing it out from the back, and that's what he wants. So I think that confidence in the in the style of play means that you keep trying dangerous things, and there there are times that it will scare us as fans. But the lack of confidence was the reason we had so many games in the past season where it would just pass it backwards, pass it sideways, bring it back to Loris, and we've seen what lack of confidence does. So if the confidence means that we drop a bollock every once in a while, at least it means we're still playing positive football, we're still trying things that actually can result in goals, as opposed to just you know being playing within ourselves and just playing with fear and just passing it back all the way, which we've had two seasons of already. You're muted, Chris. Dustin, let's start again. Um, Hunmin Son put in a wonderful cross in the 62nd minute. Um, Harry Kane flicked just wide. What did you make of Sonny's performance today? Because, of course, um, he came out publicly in the summer and said that he had really struggled last season with injuries. Um, do you think he's going to be back to his best this coming season? I think that he uh, is coming back to his best, but I'm a bit concerned about, um, like, I think age is maybe uh, catching up to him a little bit. And I think that what's happening is that he's in the stage where he needs to transition from... Because he, he's always been a rapid player. And I think that, uh, you know, with age, that diminishes a little. And then, you know, Kane had that and he adapted and he became, you know, the best passer in, in the league one season to create space for himself. So I think that when Son went off and Solomon came on, you saw Solomon had the speed... And there were things that Son was doing the exact same thing, but Solomon had the speed to create the separation from the players and actually create problems. So I think the adaptation that Son needs to make is actually to play in a slightly different way where he's, he's not relying so much on speed and relying on you know his excellent shooting with both feet, which is a problem that most defenders don't really know how to deal with because defenders normally play a player and they go, okay, just keep him on his weak side. Son doesn't have a weak side. So that's what he needs to leverage more on. Rich, in the 66th minute, um, Madison had a shot at the goalkeeper. A couple of minutes later, Hoybier had a shot from range at the goalkeeper. Hoybier, for you, would you like to see him stay or go? Because there's been lots of reports stating that he wants out, he wants to be playing Champions League football. Do you think Ange Postacoglu and Spurs are putting him in the shop window today? Or, or do you think yeah. he wants to stay? Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't think the manager would would play a player just to put him in the shot window for sure. I'd, I'd, I think if he stays, then he wants to know that you can use him in the system in a certain way. And like I was saying before about maybe the combinations that he puts him in uh, in the rotation, obviously with Saw maybe because Saw's got more energy and more legs in that that, that midfield. Um, I spoke about Hoiberg before, and I kind of said, uh, do we think Hoiberg is a top four, top five midfielder. Not for me. Um, I uh, I think towards the end of the last season, he did play um, out of skin in a couple of the games. Um, but, um, yeah, he drifts in and out of the game. Um, and I think with with this new manager, does he actually fit into the system? Um, maybe not. Um, or, or does he have the skills to be able to be competent uh, under pressure, I'm not sure. And obviously, uh, Hoiberg did pull us out of a couple of uh, tight situations with, with with goals. And I think obviously, um, Madison's going to uh, provide those hopefully uh, next season. So um, for me, no, I think I would uh, probably get rid of him, and then uh, he'd be one of the players that I would upskill uh, so get a better better one in. Polly, let's come to you. Madison and Son went off after 78 minutes. Uh, Solomon and Lo Celso came on. 
Uh, what have you made of the signing of Solomon? And do you think the Celso will be given a chance under Ange, or do you think he's going to be uh, moved on sometime in the near future? Um, I think in terms of um, obviously uh, Solomon, um, I was kind of under the impression of like, okay, he hasn't really played many minutes in the Premier League for Fulham, but when he has come on, he's made a big difference. Um, so I'm not going to say I'd kind of turn my nose at it, but I was just a bit like, okay, let, let's see how this goes. And obviously I think, I think it is very good business. Um, I think he has really surprised me in the way that he's played, the way he has come on and made a difference. And I always say last season, we never really had that impact player. And now you could probably name a, th a few off of our squad list that could probably come on and, and make a difference. Um, so, yeah, I think Solomon's been been good. Um, I don't know whether he maybe gets a, a look in over Son. I mean, like Dustin said, if, if Son can adapt his game, I'd, I would probably play Son over, over Solomon. But to give a bit of extra energy or to play him in a cup game, I think is probably a good addition to have. Um, in terms of Lacelso, I, I mean, he's like a different player since he's come back. And I think that's because the shackles have been taken off him. Um, with Angie, can kind of play that free-flowing football. He's kind of free to kind of have that creative nous that he has, but he wasn't necessarily allowed to show that uh, with, with Conte. So I think since he's come back from his loan, I think he's done well. Whether he stays, I don't know. Um, but I think Ange has taken a liking to him. Obviously, the new signing that's potentially fly, flying in um, is obviously already said words that Lo Celso is going to help me along my way. So maybe that could be a bit of inside knowledge to say that Lo Celso is probably in Ange's um, uh, workings out of, of what he wants in this squad. So, yeah, I think from both of them, they've really impressed me, especially Lo Celso. I think he's just had a new resurgent, a new lease of life. And again, I think that's just the way we're playing now. Justin, of course, uh, Harry Kane scored Tottenham's fourth and he's fourth after 79 minutes. And Postacoglu turned round straight away, uh, looked at Dane Scarlett and said, right, come on. And of course, it was Harry Kane's last kick of the game. Um, what on earth would Spurs do if Harry Kane does leave in the next week or so or, or before the transfer window closes? Because, you know, four goals today. Um, do you think that Spurs would probably demand a little bit more money from Bayern Munich having scored four goals today? Uh, well, he's passed the torch to Dane Scarlett. He, uh, Dane Scarlett's one of our own as well. I think that what happens with Kane is really up to Kane. Um, he's already... He, he's gone about this a better way than he went about it during the Man City uh, season, right? So he hasn't you know, said that he wants to go. He hasn't gone golfing with Gary Neville. So that, that's an improvement. I think that you know, putting out a statement saying that if he starts the game first, he's going to be fair to Ange and, and play the season out. I think that he's aware of um, the importance of maintaining his legacy. And I think that the impetus is on us to show him that it's worth staying here because he has, he has been a loyal servant. There aren't many one-man club players anymore. So you know, what we need to do is... Um, Give him the confidence that it is worth staying here. You can win something here. And given that we've shifted to a, a project manager again, when we shifted to win now managers, that that hasn't worked for us. We we went with win now managers. We went with breaking our transfer record. We broke our transfer records for like Davinson, Sanchez, Lo Celso, and and Dombele. So clearly spending big money and getting a, the, the big managers hasn't worked out because we're not a checkbook club. So if we're going to be a project club, let's support the project manager and, and make that happen. Bruce, let's come to you. Um, how important is it for Ange Postacoglu to use uh, the development players, you know, players like Dane Scarlett? Because, of course, on the last day of the season, Ryan Mason in charge against Leeds United brought on Craig and Abbott. Um, it was one of Tottenham's things, and, and even Daniel Levy put in, in his uh, statement when Ange was appointed about bringing in, you know, some of the uh, youth players, playing the development side and, and giving those players a chance. How important is it for you? Yeah, massive, massively important. Um, it's part of, obviously, the reason why uh, Spurs fans love their own players, um, because you've, you've seen them coming through the academy all the way through into the first team. And Dane Scarlett, obviously, with, with, with his goal today. Um, it's great great to see that, but also great to get that reception coming on and then scoring. Um, I think in probably since Poch, we've kind of lost that a little bit and lost the the connection between the academy. And I know, obviously, you've been to the, the training facility a lot. I've been a couple of times. And to be able to kind of see through the changing rooms and see 
from one one end of the change rooms all the way through to the the first team changing it's it's like it's a special kind of just looking down and going actually ah that's where i want to be and i know a lot of the academy players want to aspire to be in that first team and and it, I, I think it also kind of that enables you to have passion for the shirt and when you put that shirt on and you go across that white line you kind you're playing for um your family your friends for the community and I think that's why it's really important. Um, and and going back to what, what Dustin said about buying these marquee players, it doesn't always work out. And obviously, for us in the past, it hasn't. Um, so to actually develop a player um, and and for them to buy into the, the club's philosophy uh, as they develop as players is, 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 is a better way of nurturing talent. Holly, with um, Dane Scarlett, does that say to Ange Postacoglu, you need to have me on the bench for Premier League games and, and, and perhaps use me as a super sub? Because, of course, he's gone out on loan before. Is it, is it now is now the chance to give someone like him the chance? I really don't know, because obviously, as you know, I, I live in Portsmouth, so I've managed to see him a few games at Fratton. And I think with Portsmouth, obviously, playing in, in League Two, it's it's the physicality, League One, sorry, it's the physicality. And with Dane, he, he doesn't really be able to do that because he just gets kicked off the ball obviously when you've got a skillful player like Dane you just get clattered um so I don't know whether it's worth him going out to a championship side to give him one more season to, to beef him up a little bit um but today he kind of showed look give me a chance and I'll hit the back of the net he's got a class finish on him uh it's just dependent on again whether this Kane situation develops doesn't develop um but he'll be a great understudy to have Kane and maybe that is potentially I mean I'm backtracking now but maybe to have him at the club while Kane is there if he does stay he can kind of teach him the ways a little bit more. But yeah, I think when he played for Portsmouth, he had little glimpses of greatness of like his shot and stuff, but it just gets bullied in the lower leagues because they lo- they'd literally just see you and take take you clean out. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what, what kind of happens. Last question for you all. Um, how are you feeling right now as a Spurs fan? Are you feeling optimistic? And what will be a successful season for Ange Postacoglu? Um, at the end of this current campaign. Um, Dustin, let's start with you. So I think that um, I said this uh, in the, the video that we did in Singapore, right? I think that um, time is actually the most important thing. And if you think about it, what is Man City's real edge? Because they have spent money on players, but they haven't spent money on the absolute, uh, you know, they're not Madrid, you know, they're not playing uh, buying Galacticos. But what they can do is that they afford players time to bid in. They afford managers time to bid in. They actually went with, um, you know, Roberto Mancini for a while before they were like, okay, we need do need to transition to a better manager because we've hit the limits of what he can do. And with City, they have Grealish, Stones, Cancelo, Ake, all at certain times going, doesn't look like it's going to work with them. But they have the luxury of giving them the time for all these players to work out. And I think what one of the things that being a club of a smaller budget we sometimes have the pressure that we put on players which is like Andombele has been here four years and it hasn't worked out maybe that's an example where yeah it has been a bit long but there are players that maybe we we just give up on them a little early or we give up on coaches a little early and City already has the edge of having more money so they can buy a higher quality of player and manager and they've also afforded time time is the thing that we can kind of afford versus money so we should afford time to the project manner, time to the players, time for the system, everything to work out. Because, um, you know, when Poch had a bit of time, we actually managed to get a really strong team together. And most of those players on that were not Galacticos. So I think that if we afford some time, don't afford it to the wrong manager. But if, if their indications are good, then do that and see how it ends up. What about you, Rich? You must be feeling a little bit happier than uh, than in recent years. Yeah, for sure. Um, and obviously, you, you look at some of the comments in, in, in the chats as well. And I think it, um, as fans, we're feeling more optimistic about um, the coming season because uh, I think even in even in the players' eyes and their their body language and how they're communicating, you can tell that they're buying into the new way of play. But also, they believe it is possible. I think um, last season, the inevitability of us sliding down the table was always going to happen. 
because the players had no confidence and the fixtures are coming and we're just losing them. And so I think this this coming season we will be more successful than last season for sure. Um, and what I want to see is I want to see not only do we play this attacking football, we then maybe develop some of these academy players into into our first team squad and then be more competitive in the Cups for sure. What about you, Holly? I kind of just kind of echoing what everybody said in a sense that I want to see us have a cut run. I think obviously being out of Europe is something that's going to obviously help us a little bit. I mean, we get a little bit more time to have that rest and, and obviously be psyched up for it, but actually have a go, actually put out a decent side, a side that, okay, they're not rotating lots because um, we've got another game coming up. We're doing it because we want to go and actually have a good chance at this cup. So I want to see that. Um, again, I, I want to see the ethos back at Tottenham. Um, uh, there's a lot of fans, me included, that have just been so disconnected with the club. And it's not just of all the other things that are going on behind the scenes, regardless of the football. It's the football as well. And the fact that you can see players are actually buying into it now. Like Richard said, you can see it slowly coming back. And just to see players enjoying their football again. Because like Dustin said, in the sense that those players were scared under Conte. There was fear in those eyes. And yes, OK, they're professional footballers, but they are human as well. And I think once you get those players enjoying their football again, the rest will just click and follow. And I think Ange is a massive person to lead the way, just purely on the way that he's come in. And that first press conference we had with Ange, I was sold already. It just says that he wants to achieve something with Spurs. This is a long haul. We're in it for the long haul. And yeah, for me, even if we finish, say, eighth, but we have a great cut run and I can see attacking football is working, then... So be it. I'll be happy. We just need a bit more improvement. Anything's an improvement from last season. Holly, just wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about ticket prices because uh, I saw some of your recent tweets stating that you were very unhappy about the, uh, the prices going up. Mm, yeah, no, I, I mean, this season, I'm probably not going to be able to go to a game till after Christmas. I think, obviously, yes, it's my fault that I now live down south. Um, but I, once I've added the train ticket, once I've added um, the ticket, you're looking at like 250, 300 foot. And I could go on holiday for that, not just to see Spurs. Obviously, that is the way of life with football. Everything's going up. But when you think about everything that everybody's dealing with at the moment, to, to then up the ticket prices again, it's like, oh, come on. Um, but it is just the way football is going, sadly. I'm hoping that something can be done to reverse it because it feels like fads, not just me, but other fans. Like if I used to go with my dad, I can't afford to buy, buy me a ticket and him a ticket. Um, and I, I feel for those families that are family of four that have to try and buy four tickets. Like it just makes basically takes us out of the game. But hopefully something can do be done about it. Um, but I'll still be supporting the boys um, I'm from home. Well, Holly, thanks so much for coming on this evening, uh, talking about another win. Hopefully the wins can continue. Please tell everyone where they can find your wonderful work and your YouTube channel. No, thank you, Chris. Like I say, it's I, I love being a guest on the show. It's nice being being a host, but it's nice to also give your your point across. So thank you for having me. Um, and yeah, you can just find me uh, at Holly's Hotspurs uh, every Monday, live from seven pm to dissect the game that's happened and any other hot topics around Spurs. So no, thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And Dustin, you've been an absolutely fantastic guest. You've had some wonderful comments and wonderful feedback from the viewers today. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Luminoir. It's actually in the super over here. But uh, yeah, it's L-U-M-I-N-O-I-R. Well, thank you so much, Dustin. We look forward to having you back on in the near future. And Richard, thanks so much indeed, as normal. Um, what are you up to at the moment? Training very hard for another marathon, probably? Yes, yeah, training the biceps. <laughs> yes, yeah, New York Marathon. Um, a great North London. Robin and marathons before that, half marathons before that. But yeah, just busy training. So you might see me running through central London or in Nottingham, just out training. So if you do, give me a give me a beep and that'll, that'll keep me training. But um, as always, um, really pleased to be on the show. And everybody, obviously, subscribe and like and make sure, sure you support Chris because he's doing an incredible job, obviously, for us fans. Thank you, Richard. Well, Richard, Dustin, Holly, thanks so much for joining me this evening, talking about Tottenham's 5-1 win against Shakhtar Donetsk in the pre-season friendly at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. And I will see you on Tuesday, live from Barcelona, as we will play our final pre-season friendly before the Premier League season starts. I'll see you then. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.
paydays are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.